Welcome to this episode of the FC Podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor and I'm really excited because I get to speak to Shedden Taylor about things that we both love, which is Celtic Football Club. He has the 2010 to 2020 challenge where he's got to pick the best team from Celtic of that decade and he can only choose one player from each position. He's done the goalkeeper, the left back, the right back, one centre back, and he's now up to the second centre back. Shedden, how are you today? Brilliant. Thank you, mate. Glad to be back. How have you enjoyed this process of having to think about the Celtic Football Club during this era and sort of reflecting back on the last decade? Yeah, it's, that's a good question. It sparks a lot of joy looking back at just teams of the past and then getting to pick certain players from those teams. But even just going through the process of picking that one player, you kind of think back to highlights of that that season as a whole or you, whatever the, the player's favourite position is and stuff like that. It's, it's been challenging, but also really good. Talking about really good the news since we've last spoken about Harry Kill joining the Celtic coaching staff, how exciting is that? Oh, super exciting. Another Aussie at the at the club and just a wealth of knowledge. He's had, you know, moderate success as a, a manager, but for him to probably find himself in the position where he's not really tenable as a first team manager anymore and he needs to either drop down in quality of football or uh, just try and drop down and see if he can get a, a job at a lesser level. So he's done super well for himself to be able to learn from Ange, the greatest Australian footballer we've ever had, uh, learning from the, the greatest Australian manager we've had. So yeah, it's it's brilliant news. It is. I had the exceptional opportunity some years ago to meet Harry Kuehl and spend some time with him while he was coaching some young players. Over a period of two years, I went to Fraser Island with him. I also interviewed him as a guest at a sportsman's dinner and it was a fantastic event. It was great to speak to him. But during the course of the time that I got to know him, I've always seen him as as the greatest Australian footballer. There's no question in my mind that he is. I don't think anyone's surpassed him, but his mind for football and the way he considers things so carefully, he's such an intellectual when it comes to football, but also just an incredible human being. I'm so excited for Celtic. Yeah, well, I remember when that happened, I was kicking myself because what we're talking about, Harry and and you meeting, I adored Harry Kuehl, you know, had Harry Kuehl Leeds jerseys, different seasons away, home, it didn't matter. All the Australian games that I went to the Socceroos over his career. He never played in Australia. I didn't see him once. I was so gutted that I'd never seen him play or in the flesh and then you hanging out with him. It was pretty cool. The real reason we're here on this podcast is to talk about your second centre-back for Celtic that you've rated in the team of the decade between 2010 and 2020. Shedden, who is it? Christopher Iyer. Christopher Iyer. That's a, that's a really bold choice. What made you choose Christopher? His good looks. <laughs> nah, he's... um. He had a, a, maybe three or two and a half really impactful seasons, but they were um, at an iconic time in this last nine in a row run. He played a big part in the tail end of that. And, and I guess it's just, I don't know, his attitude, the way he approached the game, it, yeah, it appeared like he really cared, had a lot of heart for the club. So that knocked him a bit further ahead in the pecking order. That's why he's my second centre back. It's interesting because he joined the club in 2016 as a 17 year old. And then in the second year he was here, or not long after he arrived, he was loaned out to Kilmarnock. Effectively, 
He was available for your selection for a period of four years between 2016 and 2020, which is the decade we're referring to. So the times that you're considering him, he hadn't even reached 20. Is, is it a bold choice to pick someone so young and someone who was on loan for a period of time as well? Uh, no, no. That season that he went out to Kilmarnock, he wasn't even around the squad at that stage. He was just still this young Norwegian kid. You know, centre midfield is what we all heard he was and thought he was. I mean, I don't think age really plays a part in it. I know he wasn't in the first team for, for too long, but when he did play and the impact he had, I'd say it was a bold and the right choice. He, he came in and he played as a centre-back, but his natural position was a central defensive midfielder. Yeah, so when he came to the club, that's what most people thought he was, as just a young centre defensive mid trying to break through at the club. Didn't really think much of him until he got his shot and then put into centre-back because he's a big guy and it made so much sense. He was really comfortable on the ball and kind of big and imposing. He was quite an aggressive player as well and quite dynamic and, and fast. Yeah, he was, he was quick um, and, and he was aggressive, but uh, he also had that confidence, I guess, due to coming through as a midfielder where he had that little bit more quality of touch when it came to confined spaces as a centre-back. How much benefit did it have to Celtic to have a centre-back that could run and distribute the ball high? Uh, I mean, it was vital, especially when Brendan Rodgers came through. That's the football we're playing, play out from the back and short, quick passing. And you always need a ball-playing centre-back to do that, especially the way he would burst the lines and just drive through space. His quality of touch because of his midfield history was brilliant. So he had 176 appearances for Celtic. He scored six goals and his position was centre-back even though he was playing out of position. In 2021, he made the decision to move to Brentford. And I want to play this clip for you. As he's going into Brentford, he's asked about his time with Celtic. Scottish League and your time at Celtic because I think it gets a bit of a bad rep and I've, I've watched quite a lot of it and it's a tough league, isn't it? It's, it? It is tough and as a young player, how good was that for your development going over there at, what, 17 and playing in a physical league and a tough league? The, the, the way they, you, you come into the team, you have to win every single game. The expectations are sky high. Uh, the whole city is so intense about football and uh, Oh, it's just it's just a fantastic experience for a young player and uh, I will have uh, I got so many great memories from Celtic and uh, I leave Celtic with a smile on my face because it's been a fantastic journey and so you had you had six great years there um, how would you compare the player when you turned up at Celtic to the one that sat now here as a Brentford player no of course I got signed as a, as a offensive midfielder I came in I think I was, when I, we spoke about this with the physical guy before I left, I was 82 kilos when I signed and I uh, left now 94 kilos and a, a centre half. So it's been, a, it's been an incredible journey. Obviously, I, for six months I didn't play a second. I went out on loan to Kilmarnock, really, really got the experience of playing senior football there, playing as a centre half. And I've gradually taken steps and uh, I've been, uh, I'm so grateful for what everything Celtic has done to me. They've been a huge part of my de development. I'm on, I'm so thankful for everything they've done. I really love how articulate he is and how passionate he is about his football and how aware he is of the type of football he plays. I guess it shows his intelligence and football intelligence. He's probably always doing that self-analysis sort of thing to keep himself in check of his strengths and weaknesses and I'm sure he works on it accordingly. And it gives you an idea of where he came from. So obviously the time with Celtic and with the coaching staff there has really developed him into an incredible footballer. 
Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it's developed him from a from a young boy as a midfielder to an international Premier League playing centre half. I want to play you another clip just while we're still talking about that. When he's talking about playing as a centre back at a press conference. Yeah, I will always play where the gaffer puts me. So that's will always be my. Uh, my thinking uh, were coming into every single game, so I'll just try to do my best uh, at uh, every single position I play, and hopefully that's good enough. Yeah, yeah of course, now I'm a centre half, but if I'm uh, put to play a different position, I'm ready to do that as well. The versatility of this player is probably one of the reasons why you chose him. Yeah, I mean, he put in some incredible performances for us as a right back as well. So, versatile is something definite, you know, definitely true with him. I want to talk about that style and that versatility because he had bursting runs from that centre-half position. He was really good at distributing the ball and he would often attack into space and look for those wide or angled passes. Do you think that he developed that as he came into Celtic or is that something that is natural for a player like him? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say what's natural for a player that you don't know what sort of you know midfield he was, so for him to make those aggressive pushing runs, yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Shen, I want to play this last clip about that attacking style that he sort of developed in Celtic. Let's you have a listen. Many positions in your career, so you're a, a versatile player, of course. You also like to attack the space ahead of you and help out the attack. How do you balance that desire to get forward with the, the discipline of being a defender? No, it's something you have to you, you have to set up the team in the right way to do that. Uh, the, every single time I bring the ball forward, you see Bruni, you see Soro uh, uh, taking uh, my position uh, as uh, in the back. And but obviously, I have to I have to considering uh, doing that uh, when it's uh, necessary to do it. Sometimes I, I maybe do it too often, and I will. Um, sometimes the the op- opposition team can expose the, the gaps I leave. But it's something I think it's important for a club like Celtic. You you have the ball so much, team sets in, and you. Have have to be able to break break the first press. So, to be an attacking defensive player, you really need a strong team. Yeah, absolutely. And that's certainly something that Brendan Rodgers would have developed in though that team in that era. Yeah, well, you build from the back, I suppose, especially to play that style of football. What is it that drew you to select Ayer in your team of the decade? His ability, how solid he was as a defender, but also his ability on the ball to make those driving runs and really attack from the back. Yeah, just his ability was above and beyond the rest. Let's get into the the really important part of this uh, podcast, and that is the FIFA stats. Shedden, I've, I've selected the FIFA 19 stats. Yep. Are you okay with that year for, for this player? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go. Pace? Uh, 71. Shooting? Uh, 48. Passing? 60. Dribbling? Uh, 69. Defense? 70. And physicality? 70. You know, is there anything particularly that stood out in relation to some of his characteristics when we were talking about those stats that you like? Uh, I mean, his stamina and strength for sure. His aggression, I guess, definitely you know, matches up. I'd like to see his ball control and dribbling a little bit higher. Yeah, so you've you've given him your highest ratings are for physicality, defense, and pace, which is fairly good for a centre back. Yeah, especially in that style of football. Okay, so let's see how you went. For pace, you chose seventy one. The FIFA statisticians chose seventy three. Pretty good. That's not too bad. 
Not too bad at all. Shooting, you've said 48. Statisticians said 52. Passing, you've said 60. They said 63. Dribbling, you said 69. They said 67. Defence, you said 70. Shedden, you got a bang on there. They said 70 as well. You said 70 for physicality and they gave 79 for physicality. So that's one you've probably undersold him a little bit there. What what was your thoughts there? I guess just at that time of that season, I didn't really think, uh, I didn't think it matched up to the rating that they've obviously given him. Shedden, that's pretty good. Uh, that's the closest you've been. Are you pretty happy with that? Yeah, yeah. I'd say I've done well. Well, let me rephrase that. Uh, the FIFA statisticians, well, they should be happy with that because they've gotten closer to you this time. So perhaps they could keep their jobs a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Shedden, thank you for joining me on this episode of the FC podcast. Uh, it's been really good to chat to you. The next podcast, we're going to talk about your midfield, uh, your central defensive midfielder, I assume. Have you got any idea who that's going to be? Uh, yeah. No doubt on this one? No doubt. Shedden, thank you for joining me in this episode and we'll catch you next time. Cheers.